Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip, that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Oh, what up, what up, what is up, wrestling fans? We are back. It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast coming at you with Woo! episode number 60, the Big 6-0. My name is Brandon Olinger. As always, joined with me is my main partner in crime, co-host, ladies' man, Ben Watson. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Man, I'm getting old because lately I've been tired and been laying down on my back a lot. <laughs> you, well, you know, you've been winding up on your back. Do you see? <laughs> what are you laughing Did at? Did you see that uh, Vincenzo Joseph tweet where he said, I'm open for camps? He goes, he goes, hit me up if you need a camp. And it's a picture of Alex Marinelli crunching him to his back. <laughs> Vincenzo tweeted that. <laughs> that is awesome. Isn't that funny? You know, I love him so much more now because of that. I love, like, People in general, but like especially the wrestlers, when they have a sense of humor, like when Imar right. did the mean tweets and stuff like that, and obviously that tweet from Vincenzo, that's awesome. That's awesome. It was hilarious, man. All right, so listen, as I said, Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, episode number 60. We've been off the microphone for a couple of weeks. You know, I missed it. Enjoying the off season. I miss you too. Yeah, man. Oh, you missed it. I missed you. Well, I missed you. I missed it. You know, enjoying the off season, enjoying the um, World Cup. You know, it's... Uh, I think it's a good time of year. It's time for reflection. Absolutely, and I think you hit the you hit the nail on the head right there. A little time for reflection. Um, look, as everybody knows, there's all kinds of news going on in the wrestling media right now. We got coaching changes. We got the World Cup. We got kids transferring. We got recruits committing. But you know what? We're not going to talk about any of that tonight. Because for episode number 60, Ben and I, we got a little special treat for everyone. It was definitely a special treat for us. It was a special treat for us, Brandon. It was awesome. Look, the bottom line is everybody knows that we're, you know, that listens to this podcast that we're Buckeye homers. Okay, we're definitely fanatics. Yeah, fanatics. I would, yeah, yeah. We try to keep it. We try to keep it somewhat, you know, legitimate. We try to, we try to, you know, not be too much of a homer. But you know, every once in a while, we've got to just let our, you know, Ohio State flag fly. And for the first time, we had a Buckeye on the podcast, and that's awesome. I'm so pumped about it. I'm so pumped, you know, and I don't even want to say, I can't even say like, well, I'm going to say like one of my favorite Buckeye wrestlers. I mean, they're all one of my favorite Buckeyes, but we're going to bring to you an interview that we just finished up doing with Ohio State Buckeye, two-time All-American, two-time Big Ten champion. Uh, One of the guys is just so exciting to watch. Junior world medalist. Junior world bronze medalist, Colin Moore. I'm geeked up to, to bring this to the fans. It was so much fun, man. He... He was so candid, and that was what was really cool. Is like, look, I think we all know that the season didn't end for him the way that he necessarily wanted it to in terms of the, himself and the team. But he came on and he gave a really candid interview about his thoughts regarding his performance and the team's performance. And that's what I love so much about this is 
we get to do a podcast where we get to ask the questions that we always ponder to ourselves. You're absolutely right. You know, and it's like, look, look Colin Moore is a competitor, just like, you know, 99.9% of all the college wrestlers out there, they're true competitors. And of course, everyone's goal is to win a national title. And even though Colin came up short this year, look, this guy is a sophomore who bursted Freaking on the scene sophomore. as a freshman. I mean, came out of nowhere to finish third, as we'll get into later with him. You know, he only lost to two individuals last year. He follows that up with another fourth-place finish, his second consecutive Big Ten title. I mean, he is on his way to being one of the Buckeye all-time greats. That's right. A one-time state champ from Ohio is on his way to being one of the Buckeye all-time greats. You know, you said that he only lost uh, matches last year to the the champ and the runner-up. I wanted to ask him about that Jaden Cox match, but we just it didn't come up, but... Yeah, that that was one of my favorite matches of all time for him. Oh, he had Cox on the ropes. Dude, dude is a grinder. Was and was more than a pleasure to talk to. I'm excited to bring this to you guys. All right, so enough about that. As we've already alluded to, we're getting ready to uh, to throw at you an interview we just did with with Colin Moore. We really hope you enjoyed it. Um it was a great time getting to talk to Colin. Um as we said in the interview, I'm going to say it again. Uh thanks to Colin for coming on. You know, we wish him the best of luck the next two years. As Buckeye fans, it's truly a, a treat to get to watch him. Um, so here, coming at you, Colin Moore, our very first Ohio State Buckeye guest, hopefully the first of many more in the future. We hope you guys enjoy it. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now, as always, don't wind up on your back, bro. All right, joining us today for episode number 60 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast is Ohio State Buckeye two-time All-American and two-time Big Ten champion Colin Moore. Colin, man, what's going on? Not much, not much. Training, school, about the same old. (laughs) Wash, rinse, repeat every day, huh? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, hey, man, first let me just say we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us tonight. Oddly enough, Ben and I are Ohio guys who love rooting for Ohio State. Um, however, uh, it, it just so happens to be that you're our first Buckeye guest, and that really means a lot to us. So hopefully we get to talk to some of your teammates in the future, but thanks again for you taking the time to join us, and we're looking forward to, to talking some wrestling and asking you some questions about your season and career. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Um, so, hey, let's just go ahead and get started here. I'm curious, you know, what's been going on since the end of the wrestling season, end of the college wrestling season? Um, well, I took uh, about a week off. Um, I think the week after NCAAs, I lifted maybe like twice or something and just kind of sat around and relaxed. And then uh, I took another week off the mats, but lifted pretty heavy and ran. And then um, just back at it, yeah, every day. So back at the wrestling, uh, lifting hard still, feeling good. Back on the grind, man. Colin, this is Ben. What's, oh, going, yeah. what's going on, man? I'm I'm super excited that we finally got a Buckeye on the podcast. Uh, so oh, you, yeah. Yeah, he said you took a little time off. You know, are you currently training for any competitions? We know you're a two-time junior world member and a junior world medalist. Uh, any plans for that this summer? Uh, I'm planning on going to the U23 trials um, beginning of June, so 92 kilos. So getting ready for that. So if you don't mind me asking, what's your off-season walk-around weight? 
Um, well, for the last couple of weeks, I really didn't get up or much around uh, like 203. So I wasn't getting really uh, that big. But then I'm starting to lift a lot more and just kind of eating whatever I want. So uh, I've been weighing around 208. Um, 207 the past uh, week and a half. Really? You know, we're going off track a little bit here, but I got to ask, you know, during the season you hear a lot of chatter, message boards or the rest of the talking heads, things like that, that you may have maybe having a problem holding that weight or that weight class. So it sounds like you really don't – 197 is a good weight class for you, right? Oh, yeah, I love it. I I feel really good at 97. Um, I like – cutting a little bit of weight i feel like it you know kind of keeps you in shape a little bit um but yeah i will agree i looked uh pretty tired in some matches this year so i could see why they were saying that um all right so let me just i, I want to ask this question and i hate to dive into this already but you know there are approximately 75 other teams out there that would have loved to have accomplished what Ohio State did this year. I mean, you guys had eight mm-hmm. All-Americans. You had a runner-up team finish at the national tournament. You're Big Ten champs. Uh, but obviously, you know, we all know that ultimately the team came up short on their ultimate goal of winning a national yeah. title. What's the mood been around the team since the conclusion of the of the season? Um, uh, we were We were pretty upset. You know, uh, right away. But I think that quickly moved into, uh, you know, a little bad taste in your mouth, kind of let's do something about it, you know. So um, I don't think anybody's still holding their head down or upset. I think that went away pretty quick, and we're really just focused on putting our best team out there next season, getting all our guys ready, you know, once the freshmen come in, getting them ready. So we have a plan. Everyone's met with a coach, and um, they've done a good job at assessing what everyone specifically needs, and uh, we're just kind of attacking the off season right now. Will the freshmen come in uh, over the summer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, so I, I think around June. Okay. I think we'll definitely we're gonna we're gonna dive into. Uh, kind of the off or you know your team next year i'm excited to talk about your team next year but kind of getting back to the the whole ncaa tournament you know obviously the team didn't didn't end where it wanted to where we wanted it to either you know um yeah but you but you yourself you know it's it's clear that your goal was to win an ncaa title um you know however it eluded you how are you able to stay positive and keep you know keep your head up going into the off season when you fell short of your goal? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I was, I was pretty low, uh, right after the NCAA tournament for about a week. I was just, you know, like couldn't sleep, you know, just didn't feel like doing much. I was just upset with, uh, how everything turned out. But, uh, you know, the more I thought about it, I was like, uh, it was, it, basically came down that it was my fault, you know. Uh, maybe I didn't work out as much. Uh, maybe I wasn't eating right. Maybe I wasn't sleeping right. It, it had to have been something. And uh, so to me, it was just kind of like, okay, I got to I gotta focus again. And uh, I can't just start focusing 
for next season when next season comes around. It, it has to start now. So for me, it was kind of it was a wake up call, you know. After I got over the uh, the losses and stuff, it, it was a kind of a wake up call for me. Uh, you need to turn it up a little bit. So getting into the national tournament here, you know, you go into the tournament, you're the number one seed. What was your mindset going into that tournament? You know, how were you feeling physically and mentally at the time? Um, Physically, I think I was feeling good uh, going into the tournament. Uh, Mentally, this year was kind of just a drain. Um, You know, I I lost the uh, Penn State duel. And then it was just a lot of up and down. So I lost the Penn State duel. Uh, I beat uh, Beasley the next weekend after that. And then the weekend after that, I lost to Machiavello. And it was just kind of like, is it, you know, am I doing good? Am I doing bad? Uh, just kind of a lot of up and down emotion. And um, to me, it was uh, a little bit of pressure too, you know, because uh, – I I put the Penn State dual loss on myself, kind of. Um, and then, you know, I was like, I got to perform here at NCAAs because uh, <laughs> if I don't do well, we're not going to win. And uh, so to me, I was like trying to hide it. I would talk to about it with some people, but uh, I was kind of on edge. You know, you have that like weird feeling. Um but other than that, I, I, I think it was, a, it was a normal tournament. Do you think the Penn State loss kind of shook your confidence a little bit, uh, the loss against uh, Kassar? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it wasn't specifically that, but, I mean, all season I had been kind of not wrestling to my expectations, which was really frustrating. Um. I wasn't scoring as many points as I wanted to. My attack rate was down, and uh, I don't know. It was, just, it was. It was. I was just remember being frustrated a lot of the season, and then that big loss happened, and uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty hard to deal with. But again, I I I did a good job, and the coaches did a good good job of kind of using it as a wake up call, and. I think I did turn it up a little bit, but you know sometimes it's uh it's it's hard to make a lot of changes that deep into a big ten season you know where you're at is where you're at pretty much at that point, yeah, that makes a lot of sense listen I'm just gonna tell you from my perspective and and from Ben's perspective i mean it's you know probably easy for you to say that you know you take the blame for the Penn State loss but you know there were a number of areas in that match where Ohio State could have either saved a point or earned an extra point I don't think you can blame that loss on one specific individual it was a team effort just like winning as a team effort. yeah same thing with the national tournament obviously falling you know approximately seven points short at the national tournament you can't blame that on any one specific individual it's just how it happened for the team um, you know but with that said I'm curious to know, you know, you came into the season, you know, after last year as a freshman, you had an, you had an amazing freshman season. You surprised a lot of people. I mean, you took third at the tournament. You were a Big Ten champ, and really your only losses all year was to the NCAA champion and the, and the, and the other NCAA finalist. 
coming yeah. into this season as the number one ranked guy, did you feel added pressure, and was that something that was you were not accustomed to, to feeling that type of pressure as maybe the marked man? Um, yeah, I'd say there was a little bit more uh, expectation, I guess. You know, I was number one. Uh, I'm four, I live. I grew up 40 minutes south of Cleveland, so... Uh, there was a lot of hype, you know, finals are in Cleveland this year, team's going to win it, you're going to win it. And, uh, you know, so maybe there was a little bit more pressure there. But I, I think the biggest thing going into the season for me was, I mean, coming in my freshman year was three three years ago, I think. Um, you know, I stayed down. I was here every summer training with Kyle and all those guys and never really took a break. I would get, you know, a week off here and there from after a big competition. But I think, uh, after worlds, uh, my body was just kind of like tired. If that makes sense. You know, it's kind of, it was, it was hard to keep getting motivated for, uh, the next event. Um, it just felt like, it, you know, there was kind of like no end in sight. You get done with a, a nice long summer training and then boom, you're into preseason. And then the NCAA, uh, the NCAA tur- or, uh, season is very long. So it's kind of like a little daunting in my mind, um, a little hard to get motivated, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're not mentally prepared for the season and how long it's going to be and how hard it's going to be, uh, it's going to beat the crap out of you so um and then you know my body uh was kind of falling apart on me (laughs) this season um i've had this neck injury i would keep getting stingers in my neck pretty much all summer and going into preseason and so that that would affect some of my shots and then i had uh real bad tendonitis in both elbows i couldn't do a pull-up or anything for uh, a couple months. So uh, that was pretty hard to, like, shoot um, with no elbows, you know? Yeah, I can and, imagine. Yeah, so uh, I, I really I couldn't train the way I want to for certain points of time. And uh, like I said, it's, it's hard to catch up during the season. So, yeah, it, it, it was pretty – it was just a lot to handle on my mind. And I've never really been hurt before. My body, luckily, has always been really healthy, feels really good. So it was kind of a first for me, and it was it was pretty difficult to, to handle. I mean, I can only imagine. And, you know, listen, as Ben and I said, you know, being huge Buckeye fans, we follow the team all season long. We really – we really watch a lot of your matches. And, you know, there were times when Ben and I would watch the matches and say, wow, you know, Colin, you know, you, you, you had a hell of a match, you, you know, you, a great win for you. But we there was definitely something different between the Colin Moore we saw on the mat this year and the Colin Moore that we saw on the mat last year. And I think you touched on it a little bit here. And I do believe I also heard you say throughout the season that you really didn't have much of a break, you know, from the conclusion of your freshman yeah. season last year up until the season started this year. And maybe maybe even overtrained a little bit, even though you you accomplished some big goals like you know going out and winning that bronze medal at the junior worlds, you know if that if that is the mm-hmm. case if you, 
if you were overtrained a little bit, what what steps are you taking to avoid that going into next season? Um, I think the biggest thing that I'll change this year is uh, if I'm hurt, I'm just going to stop, <laughs> stop wrestling until it feels absolutely better. You know, um, I think that was kind of one thing that happened this year was I would get, you know, not injured, but uh, injured to the point where it would kind of affect my wrestling a little bit. And I was, the, the idea was, you know, train through it. And um, I think it made it worse in some scenarios or I just wasn't, I wasn't training to the the caliber that I needed to be to be uh, where I was at last year and um, better than that, if that, if that makes sense. It makes complete sense. I mean, and from a, from a fan and an, you know, an observer's perspective from the outside watching you wrestle, you seem like one of those, you know, blue collar lunch pail type of guys that you you'd go in every day, you do your business and no matter what, whether you're, you know, you're, you're hurting or not, you're going to continue to train and continue to compete for the team. So uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah. you know, you, you've got some you've got good mindset there that, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're too hurt, take a break. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've got amazing people around me. Uh, it's nice having Travel uh, in there because that guy's seen some real injuries and uh, dealt with them really well. So I don't like to complain about, you know, some tendonitis in my elbows. The guy's back is, like, completely gone pretty much. So uh kind of puts it in his perspective, and he kind of helps um, with the mindset part of, you're hurt. How do you continue to train and get better and deal with that? So uh, that's that's going to help a lot. I think Travell. Do you did you watch that match he won at the Olympics? When uh, um, when was it? I think he lost one. And he had to win one on the backside, and he hit that a bunch of those yeah. leg laces to win with like no back. That was I was freak. I I was freaking out in my living room watching that. That was I mean that was just sure will. To to win that match yeah. when he's in pain yeah, by exactly. leg lacing that dude who I think was a multiple time world medalist, that was. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna bring you back to the NCAA tournament, um, so we so we can finish talking about this. I know it's probably not the either the best topic. All right, talk to us, <laughs> talk to us about your first match with Kyle Connell. You know, I'm sure people want to hear about it. I'm sure you probably aren't thrilled to talk about it. I, you know, I watched it. I rewatched it. I was live watching it. You tried to get to your offense early, and he kind of stifled it. I mean, were you expecting him to yeah. go upper body with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. That's. I mean, that that was the. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of film on him, and I've never really seen him wrestle. But uh, everyone was like, you know, he, he throws. He wants to tie you up. He wants to just put you to your back and squeeze. Um, so I knew it was coming. Um, and, and it was completely my fault. Uh, you know, I, we were in a little scramble position. Um, I, I let him come up underneath my elbows, and uh, you guys know what happened. So Yeah, I was uh, Yeah, I think maybe it was a little loss of focus. Maybe it was like, I mean, for me, it was almost like, my offense has always been 
shoot a lot. It's going to work eventually, you know. <laughs> so, so I was true. just hoping to get into his legs and then, uh, you know, first, second period, finally get a takedown. Uh, but he but he got me. He got me really good. So, You know, Colin, so after that match, you know, obviously after that match, knowing that you wouldn't be a national champion, what did you have to do to rebound, you know, mentally, emotionally, knowing that you had to keep moving forward to help the team? Uh, well, I think that was one of the first things I asked was, can we still win? And they said, yeah, absolutely. You can actually score a decent amount of points if you come through on the backside and may even bonus some guys. Um, so me, uh, I was like, <laughs> at this point, I got nothing else to lose. So I might as well, you know, I, I, I need the all American just for some self pride. Um, and then, uh, it was just me and Bo sitting in the back room and we were just sitting there and, uh, I just remember looking at him and we were like, well, this, uh, this sucks really bad. Like I, we never thought Bo was like, I never thought me and you would be in this position. So it was really nice having Bo back there. You know, we talked about it a lot, just kind of talking each other up before our matches. Uh, and I think that was one of the coolest parts of the tournament actually was just getting to bond with Bo in the, the blood rounds and stuff like that. And, uh, it's, it's, it's rough. I've, I made the semis my freshman year and I would much rather win in the quarters than lose in the quarters. Cause oh, yeah. those two matches are very, very stressful. I've got to imagine that the blood round match is probably one of the most mentally draining matches getting prepared for it. And you're right. I think Bo made the semis every year before this year. And, um, yeah. And uh, you obviously made it last year, and then you had that crazy match with Far. That was an awesome 13-9 match. Yeah. Um, okay, you got to wrestle Cash Wilkie. You'd already beaten him. What's going through your mind at that point? Uh, well, to me, it was like, well, I know he's going to be pissed off. I've beaten him, I think, twice, three times, something like that. And if I remember correctly, he was in the blood round last year, too. That's correct. So to me, I was like, this guy is going to come at me <laughs> pretty hard. He, you know, I know he wants to win this match. So um, it was just staying focused. And just at that point, to me, it was like, okay, win this match. And then you're an All-American. And then it's like stress-free kind of. You just wrestle and see what you can do. But for me, I think I actually won that match because I uh, – I turned him in the second period, which I really, I don't know how many near fall points I've had from just a straight up tilt, but um, I think I did a good job in that match of just keeping my composure and not getting, you know, stressed out as you stop my shots and stuff like that. So I think I did a good job in that match. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, you won that match, I think six to two, put, you know, made you a, an All-American for the second time. Uh, but I want to talk about the Ben Darmstadt match for a second. You know, going into the national yeah. tournament, Darmstadt was kind of like the uh, the social media favorite, the media darling. Many people thought he should have been seated one. You know, obviously he mm -hmm. had a great season. Um, really just dangerous and funky on the, in, in the top position. 
What was your mindset yeah. going into that match? And, and I, I just want to add, like, after that match, you know, Ben and I talked about it, and we were like, wow, that was probably the best that we had seen you wrestle all season long, definitely at the national mm-hmm. tournament. But you wrestled really well in that match. You shut him down. He couldn't get to the t- you know on top of you and, and do his thing. So what was your mindset going in that match? And, and maybe even if you could talk about if you had a game plan a little bit, what was that game plan? Oh, well, my mindset going in was I, I wrestled. We actually wrestled our senior year of high school, my senior year of high school at some uh, tournament in Akron. Um, and I think I pinned him or something like that. So I, I we I've wrestled him before a bunch in the room, so it wasn't like my first time feeling some of the stuff he had, which is really nice because he does a lot of crazy funky stuff, and um, so to me I kind of had a game plan of just be really physical with him, uh, be really strong, and if you feel in trouble, just get out and <laughs> live to fight another day. Um, and yeah, it was just like if I get to his legs, I got to finish really quick and really hard. So for me, I think that was the game plan. Obviously, on top, um, he's very dangerous, very good on top. So I just had to get out real, real quick. Do you take neutral in that match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have too if I was wrestling him. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I think. That... This... Go ahead. Go ahead. He does this weird thing where he uh, he's on bottom and he throws like a boot in for you, <laughs> and then he kind of hips over and he hits a reversal. And I remember him doing it in high school, and I think I stopped it the first time. But my second takedown, he got a reversal off it. Um, yeah, man, it's real hard to stop. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I got to imagine you're probably going to have a battle or two with him again. I mean, you're young still. I, I, oh, yeah. I think people forget that yeah. you're only going to be a junior. No, I think that, you know, your match against Shakur and your match against Ben, you really showed some some gall there to say, look, I'm coming back, and not only am I going to, you know, All-American again to, you know, save some pride, but then I'm going to beat two dudes that, you know, are really highly regarded and, you know, highly seated. Um, yeah. You know, and then you have that other that ne- that next match with Connell. He just seemed like maybe that weekend he was a bad matchup for you. Not saying you wouldn't beat him next time you wrestle him, but just seemed like a yeah. short, stocky, bad matchup. Yeah, and that second match, uh, man, was that frustrating. Uh, <laughs> I can only imagine. I've never. I'm. I'm. I'm like a short sit guy. Um, short sit, high head turn. Yep. Real quick, and uh, I knew he wasn't really. Well, he might be good on top and bottom, but I didn't think – I haven't heard that he was good on top or anything like that. So uh, I just hit a short sit and was kind of relaxing there, and next thing I know, I'm, he's got a hold of my peck <laughs> somehow. He's so strong. And uh, next thing I know, he's getting back points. So like, this cannot be happening. But uh, so, you know, just that – 20 seconds of loss of focus came back to bite me. You know, it's funny you say that. Like, I was sitting next to uh, Matthew O'Hara, part of the Steelwood Radio podcast at the national tournament, Mm -hmm. and you hit that short sit. Just like you do many times, and you – 
you escape from that position many a times, and then he starts sucking you back. And I looked at Matthew. Matthew looked at me, and I was like, I'm thinking, Colin's got to be thinking right now, you know, what the heck? This is not – this can't be happening again right now, you know. Yeah, exactly. In this situation. <laughs> you know, but – yeah. Obviously, you know, again, that match didn't end the way you wanted it to, but you still, you know, you came out fourth place at the national tournament, you know, two-time All-American. I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic accomplishment for a guy that still has two years left. You know, I, I, I'm curious to ask you, I'm curious to know here, you know, even though the season didn't end the way you wanted it to, obviously, you know, as we already said, you're a two-time All-American, you're a two-time Big Ten champion, you still got two years left. That's a lot to be proud of. When you reflect on your entire Thank season, you. what positives are you taking from this season heading into the off season to get you ready for next year? Um, I, I, I would say the biggest positive that I'm taking away from this season is uh, kind of just, you know, kicking the butt or a reminder um, how hard you have to work to uh, – to actually be on top, right? I was I was ranked number one, but I've never been number one. Um, and I think that that was one of the things Coach Ryan said going in to the the national tournament was, you never won a national title before. You still got to get there. You know, you might be ranked number one, you might be seated number one, you still have to do it. Um, and for me, that was just kind of like, uh, you know, just a kick in the butt. Like it's, it starts right now. You know, I can't, I can't turn it on in preseason. I can't turn it on in, in the beginning of season. I got to work on everything starting now. So uh, I think that was the biggest positive this season. And then I think another big positive was um, just kind of like, I don't know. I think it got me a little mentally tougher um, just dealing with, stuff that wasn't going my way because uh, a lot of stuff didn't go my way uh, this season. So just dealing with some loss losses, um, just dealing with minor setbacks, you know, some injuries and stuff, uh, I think I'll be able to handle that a little bit better next year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's obvious. Look, you really battled some adversity this year, whether it was from overtraining, whether it was from injuries, whether it was, you know, from maybe taking a loss or two that you weren't expecting, um, dealing just with a lot of those type of struggles on on a day-to-day basis. And I can only imagine that that is just going to, you know, make you that much better and that much mentally and physically tougher going into next season. Um if you don't mind, we'd like to transition a little bit here to maybe just talking about the team for a second. Um, Ohio yeah, State, no Ohio State, you know, they had an amazing team this year on paper, top to bottom. You know, one of the best teams that that you can just ever put on a wrestling mat. That was a fun year. Yeah, it was definitely a fun year as fans to watch. You know, oh yeah, everyone knew it was going to be a two horse race this year between Ohio State and Penn State to win that national title. Tell me, talk to me about how much fun it was just to be a part of that, all of that throughout the year. Um. I think I I didn't really realize it until, uh, you know, everyone was there and we had our first big duel with everyone in the lineup. I mean, even at Vegas, we won Vegas and we were without NATO, 
McKenna and Kyle. That's right. And we won Vegas, and I was like, dang, we're uh, <laughs> we're pretty good. And then I, I just remember our first duel, and I'm seeing all these guys go out there and just it they just they're really fun to watch wrestle they just create a lot of wrestling um and they're just really exciting to watch and i think i was i've I've talked about it with a couple guys on the team like how just crazy special it was to just be on this team and experience all the crazy stuff and all the hype that's been going on you know as much as some of that stuff might you know get in the way um, it was it was a lot of fun, you yeah. know. The fans were awesome. It was just it was a lot of fun. I mean, that's just part of living that wrestling experience. You know, I, I'm curious to know what your answer is. My answer, the highlight of the season for me, um, you know, beyond seeing eight All Americans was was the Ohio State was Ohio State beating Iowa. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, what was your no. what was your favorite highlight of the year? Oh man, uh, my favorite highlight of the year was, um, I would say yeah, the the Iowa match just because, um, it was a crazy atmosphere. Just I've never seen the shoe that packed, and it, it got it got uh, not the shoe the shot, my bad. Uh, it got loud in there. Um, I think the first time uh, something really crazy happened. I looked up and realized how many people were actually there, you know, to watch a duel. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. I went to a high school with like eight kids on my team and we'd have like 30 people in the crowd. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, I think the Iowa duel was definitely fun. And then, uh, big tens. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't care. It was the nationals, but we still need Penn state. So I was, I was happy. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, Colin. Uh, I was actually, um, I was actually at the Iowa duel, and you're right. That that atmosphere was was amazing. Um, Ohio State did a great job with just the, you know, the theatrics. You know, setting a big stage, getting all the fans in there, especially after you know. I think the Minnesota duel was a week or two before, and you know we had the bad weather and everything. Yeah. So they honored those tickets for those fans. Um, and it's mm-hmm. funny too because that that duel started out with a a huge match at 125 pounds between Tomasello and Spencer yeah. Lee, and obviously you know for Buckeye fans were a little stunned after that match, you know, and and still yep. for Ohio State, you know, for you guys just to to rebound and just do your thing and come out and beat Iowa it was a great experience. Uh, but since we're telling what our favorite things is, my I mean, anytime we can beat Penn State. I love it winning that Big Ten title, the the third Big Ten title in four years. I mean, that was that was awesome. I exactly. Love seeing that. Yeah. So, Colin, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you probably, you know, um, don't follow the wrestling social media so much. So, for Big Ten, there's a Michigan-based podcast that's similar to us. They're called Blood Round, and uh, we had a bet. Mm-hmm. With, we had a bet with them for the Michigan Ohio State duel. And if Ohio State won the duel, they had to wear Ohio State singlets sitting in the Michigan section for uh, for one of the sessions. So I was sitting next to a couple Michigan fans at Big Tens <laughs> while they were wearing Ohio State uh, singlets. It was awesome, man. It was awesome. That's hilarious. That's awesome. I'm yeah. glad we won that duel. Yeah, we are too because I didn't want to have to wear Michigan singlets to Big Tens. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to do that. 
I don't blame, I don't know if I would have went through with that best, but man, it was rough. In fact, one of the guys we only had like one real Ohio State singlet. The other one my wife had yeah. made, and it said on the back of it, "Tom Ryan is my man crush." So, you know, props to that guy <laughs> for actually wearing that thing there. So, That's um, awesome. That's hey, fun. I'm just getting back to a couple of questions here. You know, we kind of touched base on the Penn State duel earlier in the season. Um, talk to me about the mm-hmm. atmosphere, though, that was in Rec Hall. We were watching it on TV, and it just, I mean, it really looked insane. Have you ever competed in a similar type of environment like that? Um, No, not at all. Uh, it looked hostile. I mean, it was just like, it was, yeah, it was hostile. I mean, it was hot. I just remember it being <laughs> extremely hot, like hard to breathe hot. And, uh, I mean, their fans are like, Literally on top of you. Our bench was up against their bleachers, and they're raised up a little bit. So we had fans, you know, about three feet above us, right behind us. The student section is on the ground next to us. And then, I don't know, there's just Penn State people everywhere, which is, you know, hard to deal with. So, uh, and, yeah, it was just, it was, I mean, it was amazing atmosphere to be a part of, and, I'll never forget it, but yeah, man, it was it was rough. It was tough. You want to talk about hostility? I know you had to battle the Nittany Lions on the mat, but after the the Ohio State loss, we had to battle the internet trolls on the internet, and that was tough. We were getting cyberbullied yeah. by them, man. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Twitter's a Twitter's a nasty place. Oh, wrestling Twitter's the worst, man. It's pretty brutal. It is brutal. Hey, listen, uh, let's talk next year for a second, okay? You know, uh, Ohio State is losing three all-time greats, in my opinion. You know, you've got three four-time mm-hmm. All-Americans that really that really did so much for this program. Nathan Tomasello, Bo Jordan, Kyle Snyder. What's it going to be like without those guys in the lineup next year? Uh, that's what I've been trying to think about. Uh, it's just... It's definitely going to be weird for uh, a lot of the guys who are used to wrestling with them, you know, them being on the road trips and, uh, you know, just watching them in the duel and stuff. But uh, they're still all going to be in the room um, helping out wrestling with us in practice. So I think that will maybe, you know, ease that transition of they're off the team, but they're still going to be there. It still feels like they're there. They're just, you know, can't score points. Uh, yeah, obviously. But that's great that they're going to be in the room. That's got to, I mean, I, I can I can only imagine what having training partners like them, you know, how, how value that is. You know, speaking of, you know, having training partners like, like Bo Jordan, Miles Martin, Kyle Snyder, and even teammates like Tomasello, Joey McKenna on the team, what do you think that did to help accelerate your development your first three years in the Ohio State room? Yeah, I I can't thank them enough. Um, You know, again, uh, high school, I didn't have a a crazy amount of training partners. Uh, Zach Steiner, he's actually at Ohio State right now wrestling. He was one of my training partners in high school. But, you know, senior, junior year, I travel a lot and uh, try and find guys to roll with. Um, So, it's nice having guys that can uh, beat up on you every day, 
<laughs> and they and they did for a long time. Uh, I can I can kind of hold my own now, but uh, you still have those days um, a lot where it's just very humbling, <laughs> to to put it modestly. So uh, I think you know they're just really knowledgeable about the sport too, and they they've gone through a lot of experiences, and they can just help you on and off the mat so much. So it's been a blessing. All right. Two part question here. Cause while we're talking about these guys in the room, one, did you ever take Kyle Snyder down? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a few times. And, uh, <laughs> two, who's the hardest guy in the Ohio state room for you to take down coach or wrestler? Ooh, besides Kyle uh, Snyder. Besides Kyle Snyder. Okay. Um, hardest guy in the room to take down. Uh, maybe Miles, actually. Um, he's slick. He's just so athletic, and I'm I'm really not. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless I get him, uh, even when he's it on the legs, it's not over yet. You know, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah. Uh, he's really fast. He's, he's really strong. So, I would have to say Miles or definitely Travell. If if he's out there rolling around, Terrell's I think Travell's actually huh? a winner if he's out there rolling. What's that? I said Travell's still scrapping, huh? I like that. Yeah, he gets on the mat every now and then. He hasn't for a while, but um, the dude is a freak at wrestling. <laughs> All right, Miles Martin, Colin Moore, they're battling. So you're saying Miles gonna get Miles gonna get the W then, huh? I'm not saying that, but <laughs> but it's gonna be it's gonna be close for sure. Speaking of Miles Martin, man, <laughs> and and I hate to, I, I think it's a question that you know people want to know is like, what do you tell a guy like Miles Martin after that loss to Bo Nickel, man? Where you know we're, <laughs> I mean, I've never gone from so much elation to physical pain in two seconds as exactly. after that Bo Nickel match. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, and I can. It's only extrapolated for you. What do you tell a guy like that? You know. Um, uh, I just remember telling him. I mean, I've I've never been, you know, more proud of one of my teammates before. Uh, you know, he's got Bo Nickel again. He's beat. He's got beaten by in the past couple times. Uh, but he's beaten before. So for me, that was the most calm. And the most excited I've ever seen Miles before a big match the day of. So all day, you know, he was just super lighthearted, just super excited, super focused, um, you know, not really freaking out. Uh, and obviously the team race was uh, a big factor uh, at that point in the tournament. Um, you know, Obviously, no one, no one in the right mind would say Miles losing that match would, you know, cost us the team race because obviously there's guys like me and you know a couple other situations happen where we could have made up the points. But uh, yeah, Miles was just he he was wrestling so freaking good too. Uh, he just looked like he was in that match and just focused and gonna wrestle great. I mean, it was exciting. It was such an exciting match, and it just sucked to have to end that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I remember Miles 
up until the point to where he got put on his back, unfortunately, Miles, it just looked like he had so much confidence and he was so relaxed. And he, it's like he mm-hmm. knew that he could win that match and he was wrestling in a way to, to win that match until, you know, obviously the unfortunate happened and, you know, Bo Nickel just – you know, just did what Bo Nickel does sometimes to people, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're right. My, my, my Mar did not cost the team the title. I, no one individual did. It's a team effort, win or lose, even though it's cliche. It really is. Points could have been yeah. been gained by, by any number of individuals throughout that tournament. Let's talk next year. What's the lineup going to look like next year? And I guess, is can you divulge anything for the fans? Is there going to be any unexpected, you know, maybe possible red shirts or – Maybe some, uh, some some new faces that we need to hear about to watch out for. Uh, let me think about this. Um, I hope I don't give out any information that I'm not supposed to. But <laughs> Look, this uh, is just between you and I, Colin. This is just between you and I. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's go from what we know so far. So, 25. Uh, I'm actually. Not too sure who is going to fill in for twenty five right now. I don't think anybody. Um, is. Yeah, and it's it's going to be a hard one to fill up. So twenty five. I'll let you guys guess, and then uh, thirty three Pletcher, forty one McKenna, forty nine. Um, it gets There's, interesting uh, here. It gets interesting here, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it gets really interesting. So, I mean... Look, there's rumors, there's talk. I think Flow Wrestling talked about it as well that, you know, maybe we see Micah try to, you know, go back down to 149. Obviously, you know, speaking of Micah, he's been nothing but the ultimate team guy going down to 141 as a oh, freshman, exactly. jumping up to 157 this year. So I didn't mean to cut you off. I want to hear what you had to say, but I think that... That's a, a question on a lot of people's minds. Right. Is if if Micah goes back to forty nine, what happens? Yeah, so if Micah goes to forty nine, um, I'm hoping Keyshawn goes to fifty seven. Um, I'm really not sure if he's big enough. I know he can probably get big enough, but the the dude is just always like. Four percent body fat, just really lean. Yeah, uh, he's so strong though. I think I think he could do well. Um, but you also have like you know freshman Jaden Maddox. He might step in. Uh, you know, there's a couple red shirts. Yeah, Sasso. Um, so again, it's a good problem to have, but you know it it sucks. Um, you know, Keyshawn getting hurt. Uh, our freshman year and kind of having to sit that year out. And then this year was one of the most unfortunate things I've ever seen. You know, he right. went, I think, 4-2 at the national tournament and lost to uh, Sorensen and the UNC kid, the number four and the number two seed. I've never seen that happen, I don't think. So, yeah. I don't think I mean, I just – Sorry. I was going to say, I don't think anybody expected to see, you know, Keyshawn Hayes have to wrestle Brandon Sorensen, you know, on the backside of the bracket to All-American. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me ask you this, Colin. You know, instead, you know, I don't want to 
obviously not putting you on the spot. There's some Ohio State fans, they chatter that, you know, Ohio State, you know, or Penn State bringing back, you know, such a deep lineup next year. Um, a, a lot of people are curious. Has there been any discussion about maybe redshirting some individuals like a Pletcher, a McKenna, a Mymar, and then trying to make a run for it in 2020? Has there been any conversation amongst the team like that, or is Tom and, I mean, and company just focused on putting the best team out next year? Yeah, I've heard those. I've heard that too. Um, I don't think heard anything about it around here, and I think ultimately the the coaches are going to do what the athletes want to do, right? So uh, every year it's it's pretty much our choice if we want a red shirt or not. Uh, when we want a red shirt, so I I can't imagine a lot of those guys wanting to. I know I wouldn't. Um, but who knows? You know, it's a long time till uh, season starts. And to to put off, you know, we could redshirt everyone, and we could win it the year after. But uh, I don't know. I, I, for me, it's like let's win it. Let's win it next year. <laughs> Hey, you're rolling right into the next question I had for you, man. And it's what, what's it going to take for you guys? And it, look, you guys have recruited great, man. Caleb Romero, I can't wait to see this dude scrap. Sasso, I think mm-hmm. is going to be awesome. Hoffman, you know, you got Chase, you got Singletary. What's it going to take for yep. you guys to win a title while you're still there? So if not next year, 2020, what's it going to take? Uh, I, I, I think it's just going to take. Um, freshmen stepping up and being and being really big stars. Uh, you know, not to put a lot of pressure on them, but in 2015, that's what happened. You know, we had three freshmen, Bo, Nate, and Kyle, captains of the team. Um, you know, uh, Nate won it. Bo took third. Kyle took second. So, I think our big guys are. Uh, I'm, they're going to have to be some of the freshmen. And uh, it's it's really hard, but they're definitely in a room that has produced it before, you know, like Nate, Logan, and all those guys I just mentioned. And uh, I think they're definitely capable of it. But, again, it's it's a lot harder than it sounds. Yeah, well, hey, listen, Colin, um, you know, we've had you on here for a little bit over 45 minutes, man. I know you said you got some place to be this evening. Um, I want to just say thanks again for taking the time to come and talk to us. We really appreciate it. We've we've really enjoyed watching you the last two years. You kind of just have that all out. I'm gonna throw the kitchen sink at them, kind of gunslinger mentality, you know, on the mat, just offense for days. And you've been really fun to watch. And we're really looking forward to see what you do the next two years. You got anything else you wanna you wanna say? Anybody you wanna shout out? Um, I don't think so. I just, you know, thank my family. Uh, very thankful for my family, how supportive they are. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Go Bucks. Yeah, that's right. Go Bucks. Well, hey, congratulations on all the success you've had the first two years. Um, and again, you know, we're looking, we're really looking forward to watching you the next two years. And, uh, you know, thanks again for coming on, Colin. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, bud. All right. See ya. So there you have it, Colin Moore, two-time All-American, two-time Big Ten champion from Ohio State. Again, we already said it once. That was an amazing interview. I had so much fun, Ben. That that was an awesome time, man. I 
I'm such a Buckeye fan. I'm wondering why it took us so long to get a Buckeye on there. Um, so glad that we did, and so glad it was Colin. We can't even say they stonewall us because we've never asked. We, we the first person we asked, they they, they said yes to. So. I'm a little maybe. I guess I'm just intimidated by the you know the big Ohio State athletic program. I'm I'm just pumped that he liked the the fact that uh, Tommy and Kevin from Bloodround had to wear the the singlets. <laughs> he said, I'm not sure I would have made that bet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad you guys won because you know I was gonna, oh, go ahead. we should have told him, hey, man, you guys better win next That's year. I'm pretty sure we're going to have to make that bet again. I was going to ask him, should we make that bet again next year? He you knows. better win. He knows. He, he, he was uh, he giving, us a little bit of, get a, giving us a little bit of information about that lineup next year. I, th- I think Tommy and Kevin are pretty serious about putting us a Michigan singlet. You see they recruited Okina Store out there, oh, man. man. They got a good team next year. Hey, but so do the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes got a great team. I think them fresh. We're about to about to make some noise, so you know I I don't I, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like next year, but and, and I'm sure we'll talk about this ad nauseum uh, before next year. But I'm 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 excited for that Buckeye lineup next year. Obviously, we're going to miss those three four time All Americans, but but dudes like Colin Moore leading the team, I feel Miles pretty Martin. comfortable. Yeah, Joey McKenna coming back. Colin Moore, Miles Martin. What would you pay to watch those two dudes scrap for seven minutes? Oh match? my god. I mean, I, honestly, I would love to see them just go at it because, you know, Colin Moore said that Mymar is so athletic, but Colin Moore is pretty athletic. He said he wasn't right. athletic. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. He did say that he took down Kyle Snyder way more than Kyle Snyder took him down. Okay, he didn't say he that. He didn't say that. I was like, wait a minute. He said he took him down a few times. I know. I wanted, what did you take him down with? That drag trip thing he's got? Oh, I love that drag trip. Oh, I wanted to ask him, too. I meant to ask him, like, where did that move come from? That move's sweet. He got away from it a little bit this year. He needs to get... Look, look I'll work out with him a couple times. Shut I'll up. make sure... Look, I'll, make, I'll probably ah. weigh as much as him. You, you do weigh as much as him. What do you say, 203, 207? I ain't weighing that much. Yeah. But I'll make sure the Commodore's in that drag trip on everybody next year. Did I tell you when I went in the Fairmont's room last year, I tried to hit that drag trip on one of the kids? You know what happened? You hurt your spine. I had back surgery in October. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Nice try. No, man, that was awesome, dude. That was awesome. Hey, listen, Ben, it was great getting back on the microphone with you. Um, we're going to line up some more guests from everyone, but we really hope you enjoyed hearing Colin Moore speak about this season. Um, as I said earlier, the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, episode number 60. You can find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. You can find us the podcast at multiple, multiple different podcast locations. So go out there, find it, subscribe, oh, download. By the way, give us a little rate and review. You can actually send us a telegram. Remember when we said that? Now, now it's coming to my head. We said send us a telegram, and you're like, can you actually send those anymore? Shout out to Stephen Westbeld, our boy, Stephen Westbeld. Um. And when I mean our boy, I mean I legitimately mean our boy. I wrestled with this dude in high school and in college. I wrestled with him in high school. Yeah, you did. He sent us a telegram. Yeah, so no joke. From Australia. So so real quick, we're going off on a tangent here, but we just got to tell you this. Ben hits me up. He's like, listen, we just got a certified letter from Australia. It's addressed to both of us. I'm going to go pick it up. And, I mean, I'm freaking out. I'm like, who's sending Ben and I a certified letter from Australia? What? Australian law did we break? Who's suing us? <laughs> and this is like literally like a week ago. Yeah. Or no, no, like three, four days ago. So Ben, I mean, so, so I'm sweating this. And ben finally goes and gets it a couple of days I later. had to pick it up from the post office. <laughs> and it's our boy, Stephen Westbeld. And <laughs> Who lives in Nashville. <laughs> what did he call us? He called us Titty Boys. The Titty Boys. The Titty Boys. <laughs> from the inside, you know, the inside trip, the Titty Boys. He literally sent us a telegram. So, Steve Westbelt, 
Thanks a lot, bro. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> all right, that's all we got for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. I already told you not to wind up on your back, bro. So, again, don't wind up on your back, bro. Peace out.